Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. All right, now. Now we, I suppose, I'm wondering where you ever picked for the team in school. I was never picked. And even for the team on the road, right? Do you remember you were on the street on the road and there'd be like, ten, during the summer, there'd be like 10 kids and there was always two kids who were in charge. They were the, you know, the popular kids, right? And they'd say, oh, let's play a game of football. All right, okay. Everybody stand there. Let's pick our teams. I was always the last one to be picked because everybody knew I was crap at football. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but, so I didn't come home with a medal, so to speak, theoretically. The same in sports days, I was miserable. I was, I was just, I'm not good at sport. I, it just never interests me. I have no interest in sport. I played hurling for one day and I got a smack in the head with a hurl and I never played it again. Now, I know I didn't, but according to the Minister for Sport, Thomas Byrne, now a child not getting a match time or getting match time or equal match time is a child welfare issue. I, but I swear to God, this is what he's saying. Now, we did try and get him on the show, by the way. We reached out, and unfortunately, he wasn't available for us. But he says that if you are 14, for example, and you show up to play, now, he's talking about every child under the age of 14, minors, right, and are always left on the sidelines, it should be reported to the children's officer. He added that there should be a national guideline to protect children's participation in sport. And the minister is writing to Sport Ireland about the matter in order to develop some kind of national policy. He said it needs it looking at urgently. Now, do you believe that every child should get equal time on the pitch, no matter how good or how bad they are? Or is that unfair on children who work harder? Or who are better? Because there's two ways of looking at this. I see what they're trying to say. It's unfair on the kid to be left there. It's almost like bullying, isn't it? To be left sitting on the sideline. But, you know, because he's not getting much time. He's a sub. He's always the sub. Because he's not good. He's not as good as the other kids are playing, but he comes every week to training and he wants to do it. So you kind of have to just involve him. But wouldn't you be far better off not involving him and letting him get a little bit pissed off so he goes off and tries something else that he actually might be good at? He might go off and do rugby or he might go off and do tennis or golf or something else that he might actually be good at. Rather than wasting his time and pretending he's good. It's like, as I said, in England at the moment... They're stopping sports days in schools, and I think they'll probably start to do that here. There's no more sports days. They're called participation days. And every child gets a medal. And as I said earlier on, we were talking to one of the lads here, a staff member, and he said his son was five or six years of age and came home crying last year because he didn't get a medal and his two mates did during the sports day. He's only five or six. And he says, what are you crying for? And he says, I didn't get a medal. (laughs) He said, but that's because you didn't win. You lost. Your mates won. You lost. You have to get used to it in life. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. So are we not, we're preparing children for a big letdown, I think, as adults. We're pandering to them now. So Thomas Bourne, anyway, says that every child should get equal time on the pitch, no matter how good or how bad they are. Let me know what you think. The number's 087 Gavin, you manage an under-14s team. I did, Pop, uh, Noel. Okay. I stopped managing this year over that exact thing Thomas was talking about. Oh, because you were being asked to do this? Yes, by the club. It's not the managers that really decide this. The clubs decide this later on. But it's more so in soccer than it is in GAA. And I'll explain to you, Noel. So I managed under-14, right down from when they were under-8, I had them, Noel, me and another manager. And we won the league with them. 
And two of the kids on it had autism. That's a fact. And two of the kids on the team had ADHD. Yeah. But and we won the league with this team. Now, it wasn't a high league. No, I'm not going to come on here and say, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, but because you, you, do find, you do find the children with autism or ADHD or whatever it is, they do actually, be, they're very focused children. And yeah, they're probably they very skilled at something, everything so, else, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they love the game. And, and they, they concentrate on the one thing you show them. So, they, they, look at they. One of the kids had dyspraxia on the team as well. I left that out. Like, this the fruit, I could show you the ball with the team. Um, so, but what happens is, is when, obviously, you have to move them up a league, the club then start having days where they advertise for players. So that, you know, they wanted to drop players. So it gets to the stage where parents start coming up, John, the sideline. My son's not getting a game. And you know what? I agree with the parents, Noel. So why I'm saying that is, my daughter plays for Aaron Doyle. And my younger daughter. And they have 54 girls on the under tour teams now, right? Yeah. And every one of them plays. They've made extra teams. Like, they've made an E team, an F team. Like, some players are not as good as others. So they have an A team, which are really, really good. And they're all the good kids and play really well. But they made up loads of extra teams, so every kid plays. Now, I agree with you. You shouldn't be giving a kid for coming last a medal. <laughs> Saying, well done, you're doing great. That's just snowflake behaviour, you know, that's stupid. I don't agree with that. But that's what's happened. But, that, but that's, that's what this is. That's part of this. Surely it's a better idea if a kid is not good at football, let's say, and you're doing under, say, they're 13 years of age or 12 years of age or whatever it is, and he's not really great and he's two left feet, as my father used to say years ago, right? And he's on the <laughs> sideline because he's turning up for training every week and he is passionate about it, but he's just useless at it, right? Would you be not better off just, you know, let them get bored of it and eventually go off and try something else that he might be brilliant at rather than no. giving him false hope and giving him 15 minutes on the pitch and wasting his time? No, no, because then you're breaking the little youngest heart. I mean, I mean, he's co- you just said it there. He's coming to training twice a week, so he should be playing. It's not. See, Ireland has this narrative now that all the kids think that if they play sport, that they're going to be the next Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Only one percent of children make it. it was, I, 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 I would imagine it's not even one percent. It's not I, even one percent. Yeah. Yeah. But sport is to keep kids off the street. It's not. It, it, it's about. I played sports for Vincent for years to keep you off the street. It's all about keeping the kids involved. Like kids that play sports and do activities, they're less likely to get heart disease, diabetes. These are facts proven by doctors. Oh yeah, because they're probably healthier. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting so exercise. All should be allowed to play, and so you shouldn't be able to say, "Ah, you're not good enough." Okay, then the team, the club, should be able to make an extra team that suits that level. Now, yeah, but they may, well, hang on now, but they may not have enough kids to make the extra team. Daddy, daddy, do, Noel. That's the whole idea of encouraging. These kids don't want to play then because they're being left on the sideline. And what, and what about the kid who's really good? Really, really good, right? And, you know, yeah. he's trying hard and he, he could be the next Ronaldo. And he's getting dropped off the team onto the sub bench to give 15 minutes to a kid who's not good. Is that well, fair, joins, too? What, no, he joins Kevin. <laughs> that, 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 I mean there's clubs for that like my daughter is 14 she plays for home farm which are really good like, they, they, like good natural gifted players will end up on good teams but I'm talking about you know yourself now, there's loads of teams all over Dublin and Ireland loads of teams and there's plenty of room to add more players but Every kid should okay, be allowed do, do, you, do you agree with Thomas Bourne that if a child is not getting match time 
or equal match time, it's a child welfare issue that should be reported to the children's officer. Yeah, I do, yeah. Okay, okay. Stay there for a second, let me go to Sean. Sean, you're in Ireland's Classic, it's Radio. How are you doing, Sean? Mars, good afternoon, how are you? Good, Gavin agrees with him. I'm surprised, but he does. Yeah, I have to be honest, I'm the same here myself, especially the child comes twice a week. So you're, you're a coach? I'm a coach, yeah. Of, okay. Uh, under 14. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's not only... Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's not only for about the child. It's why you're a coach. Yeah. And what you want to coach them. You have to... What we call in in our, in our club, we have a player's pathway. And for each child, we'll have a pathway of of their development. And that and that at the end of the day, yeah, that's what you're dealing with is a young child. So not only is it important for them to be included in the team, like and to play, but it's it's the, 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 that they're being brought up in a good environment. So so uh, I, I'm sure as a coach, uh, and I'm sure Gavin too, as a manager or looking after teams, I'm sure you notice when, so kids come to training, after a couple of weeks, you know if somebody's going to be good or you know if somebody has two left feet. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, but you so would it not be better to say to the kid with the two left feet, listen, this is not really for you. You're probably not going to get much match time. You'd be far better off doing something else that you might actually be really good at rather than wasting your time. I don't want to waste your time. Well, that's the easy option. Well, talk to his parents, obviously, about it. Well, and that's not I'm talking uh-huh. about. But, but that that'd be the easy option. Of, but then that draws back to uh, my child as a coach. Like, why am I coaching him if I can't develop this child? Yeah. In a sport. Exactly. And, and that's what. And that's why I'm involved in coaching because I I come up from a background of uh, actually uh, football, and I was left on the sideline, never got in again because I and because I not only was I poor. I, I, I suffered with bad, bad anxiety so when yeah. I man I just I lost the head altogether so I had that into my adult life how I felt being left in the sideline and no inclusion ok so, and did you so, did you end up getting many fines on the pitch then because of your anxiety I did actually yeah yeah I challenged it into the wrong energy right ok no, I, never, I, I never hurt anyone but like, yeah, but uh, bad tackles, yeah, etc., etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And when, what? Where? Was, by the way, when was that, Sean? What? When around what era was that, or what year? Oh, uh, mid nineties. You probably met my father, so because my father would have been head of the Leinster Junior League at the time. His name was Frank Boylan, and he was he was he was involved in the senior council FAI. He was an international referee, and he was also in the Leinster Junior League. And he used to sit up there in Parnell Square, and when people like you you know, abused the referee or tackled another player. You came before him and he was the one who told you how many matches you were banned from. Well, funny enough, like, uh, Billy, I, I never ended up there because I, I never sent off. So you never I, ended up in Parnell Square, no? <laughs> I, I never, no, no, I teammates that lived up there. Yeah. And it's like, lad, give her all. He had all, he had all, all the skill in the world. He just hadn't never proper mentality. Gavin, did you end up in Parnell Square? Penal Square. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, but did you you played football yourself? I assume. No, I played Gaelic for Vincent. Oh, right. Okay. So I was a Vinnie's man, you know. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Okay. So, but by the way, Sean, just getting getting yeah. back to this, the, the nub of the story here. Do you agree with Thomas Byrne that under fourteen should get equal time on the pitch? Otherwise, it's a child welfare issue. Uh, they, they should do. They should do because okay. what happens, like, and, and especially underage. Because underage is all about development, development, development. Like, a lot of people are so results-based, where yeah. you're, you're losing the whole mindset of 
like what are we actually doing with the kids here? Uh, are we trying to win trophies? Well then, and and then not only that. But it is a bit competition because we are teaching kids not only the skill of playing football or GEA or whatever it is, and not only are you big, you know getting them healthy as well because they're getting exercise, <laughs> but you're also teaching them competition, and competition oh, is a good thing. Well, I mean, in the world of being people being triggered nowadays, it probably isn't. But 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 I'm just saying, you know, to win a medal or win a trophy or win a league, that's that's the purpose and the aim of all these things. Absolutely. Apart from a competition, like, and then bringing in the physicality again, you're teaching the child what to do, and and then if they're like, if you're not teaching on the weekend, why do you bother coming up twice a week to train? Okay, well, but stay there. Let me go to Austin as well. Austin, you're on Ireland's Classic. It's Radio. How are you doing, Austin? Hi, how's things? Good, Austin. Um, yeah, so I guess the first thing I'd say is that um, the lads who show up for training every week, all the time, they get preference on the field. Yeah. Regardless of their skill level. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I know my father's a coach. Um, he coached me when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, i got to tell you, there's some coaches out there there's a coach this year who told me that was under 17s and was poaching the best players from the under 16 team. Right. Bringing them up because he wanted to win. You know? Uh, and I, he was leaving, leaving fellas on the under 17s team not playing games at all because he was, he was giving the time to 16s. Right, okay. Is that, is that so, not against the rules, by the way? No, it's not, no. Okay. You can't you can't be older and play the year younger, but you can be younger and play the year oh, older. Oh yes, of course, of course. Sorry, that's yeah, my, um, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, so but I, I mean, well, well, what's what's wrong with what he was doing then? He, he was looking for the best team. He was poaching the best players. Yeah, but it's underage. It's not like they're professionals. Just lads want to go and play a game or want to but, play soccer. But yeah, but but as well as learning to play the game, and I know I know Man United, they will poach children at a very young age, um, and they will you know make sure and and bring them up throughout through the ranks. Um, as well as you know, wanting kids to do well and, as I said, get the exercise and competition is part of it. There's nothing wrong with teaching a child about competition. Oh, absolutely, I agree. I agree. And yeah, wanting not, to be the best and wanting to win the league and win the trophy and win the medal and make money or whatever it is that footballers want to do. Absolutely, but it does not also is it not also a bad thing to teach kids that even if they show up and they try their hardest at something that someone who's just better than them is going to get it. Well, what's wrong with telling a kid that? But it's not great for their self-esteem, you know? Oh, hold on for a second. When when you're telling a kid, when you're saying to a kid, I I would much prefer that the child realised, I can turn up three days a week here, but Johnny of the road is always going to get more time on the pitch than me because he's better than me, because he's a natural. Right? And maybe I should think about playing hurling or, or I should maybe go to rugby or maybe I'll go to golf or tennis or something that I might excel in and be much better in rather than wasting my time because I'm not going to be the next Ronaldo. Do you, yeah, do you I know? guess it's about their, their time at home as well. It's about how they're told. You know, I think if I, I'm, I'm only a young man now myself, but I'd say if I had kids and they were tra- trained and they're saying, oh, you know, the other lads are better than me, I'd say, well, because they're... It's okay to be told that. They're the ball against the wall. They're, in the, they're on the evenings practicing drills. You know, they're... They're putting in the effort. You're, you're not. Yeah, but it's you know? okay to be told other people are better than you. No, oh, That shouldn't destroy absolutely. your self-confidence but, or self-esteem. No, 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 for sure. But the thing is, you should be told they're better than you, but they're only better than you because they've put more effort in than you. And No, we, no because, you because, be because the they're not. Maybe they might be taller. Maybe they have longer legs. Maybe they're faster runners. They, they, maybe they're just more athletically built. 
that, yeah, that's, so that's you just can be told that you can work harder you know I, know I don't know. I, maybe I'm losing touch here with reality, but I'm I'm finding listening to yourself and uh, earlier on there I was listening to Gavin, who I think is still there. I find that maybe you're pandering to all this a little bit too much. I'm I'm not. By the way, I don't want to see any kid being hurt or have their feelings hurt or being you know upset by all of this. But at some point, we have to teach children in life that you don't always get what you want. You're not always the best at everything and there may be better people at you at doing certain things. So then you have to do something else or, or, you know, excel in something else. I mean, it's okay to tell children that. That's how they learn. Like this idea in England at the moment where we they've taken it even a step further and they have got rid of sports days in school. They're called participation days and everybody gets a medal. That's stupid. Yeah, that's, that's silly. Yeah, yeah. That's but but, 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 but is that not what we're doing here? We're just in a little kind of slightly different way. No, because well, in, if it's in school, then you have no choice but to participate. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're if you're um, doing it outside the school and it's it's a hobby, you know, then you you're making a choice to go and and spend the extra time, your free time to go and do it. So what you about that? so where where how far do you extend that? So is it okay over fourteen because we believe adults adults can handle the disappointment? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> over sixteens, maybe. I don't know. Over 16s? Yeah. But I know so that after that point, they can handle the disappointment that they're not good enough for the game. Well, see, the thing is, like, in, in, in where I'm from now, there's, there's say, for each age group, because there's so many young fellas, mm. there's different leagues. So there's, like, an A team, a B team, and a C team. I mean, so, I, I could live with the, what you both yourself and Gavin are telling me if we were talking about five-year-olds. But we're not. We're talking about 14 and 15-year-olds who are, who are getting close to a point where they could be picked up by clubs in the UK, for example. You know, because they pick them up very young. So you don't want to be wasting some young fella's time and you want to give more time to the person who you believe is going to excel and bring your team to the top of the league because that's yeah. competition. Yeah. Maybe, no, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not as, I don't play well, Maybe sport. you're right. That's a, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I mean, Gavin, am I talking nonsense? You are talking nonsense. Thanks, there's Gavin. One, <laughs> there's one point I want to make to you, know, that right. is important, right? Yeah. Let's remember, right, Ireland's changed, the world has changed a lot, right? And some kids take things differently to others. And as you said, you're trying to say, is it not better to just tell them, oh, you're not good enough, so you're better no, 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 not you don't, no, I'm not saying you do it like that, obviously. No, I, I, no, but yeah. I'm just trying to point something out to you. I'm just trying to point something yeah. out to you. Right? Kids, young people have committed suicide for things, for, for things that like, involve things like this, for, for not feeling good enough for, or not, like, you know, welcome into something. So, what I'm saying is, if we can make extra teams, I mean, there's over 40. You know, do you ever watch the old 40s on a Saturday morning? All these geriatric helpers go for the game of ball. <laughs> In the league, the Sunday league, you know? But they love it. They love it, and they don't do it to win medals or to win it. They do it because they're with the lads. They feel a part of something. And that's what I mean. Every kid deserves that. But they're doing, Yeah, but they're doing it for a different reason. Yeah, but... These kids are doing it, as you rightly said earlier on, because they all want to be the next Ronaldo, right? Yeah. And so that's the reason they're doing it. And and they want to win, and they want to get a trophy, and they want to stand there with their mates, you know, cheering with a trophy in their hand. That's what they want. So I would much prefer that little Johnny or little Mary 
is let down reasonably gently. I'm not saying you walk up and say, listen, you're crap at it. There's no point. <laughs> but, 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 you know, reasonably gently, you let them down and, and you encourage them then to do other things and say, listen, have you thought about, you know, there's a karate thing over there in the, in the school hall or the community centre. You might be really good at that because you're fairly quick at your reactions there, you know, and, or encourage them to do other things instead of just wasting their time. I, do, no, I, just, I just feel we're pandering to people. And I, I know you talked on a very serious note about children who, you know, for the disappointment of things like this can be quite, be suicidal or whatever. But I, but I think what we're doing is if we keep pandering all the time, we're softening them not to be able to accept disappointment sometimes because there's disappointment throughout life. Yeah, you're, you're right on that. But in saying that, as I said, there's A, B, C, D, and E, and F teams. Like, so there's room for everyone, right? Like, we are, you, you were saying, I was saying about the next Ronaldo. The next Ronaldo will be found. So every kid can dream, and the really good, good players will end up on them good teams. Every really good player makes it, Noel. It's very rare that they don't, you know? Mm. So, but the ones, I'd rather a child, if they love playing football, and they love coming, and they love it, and right, they might not be great, but if there's room for them to play on a team that's not great, that doesn't win the league, but they love playing every week. They're great. Okay, well, okay, well, stay there. Let me go to Brian as well. Sorry. Hi, Noel. How are you? You're a coach as well in rural Mead. Yeah, and you know it's a little bit different in, in uh, for us, you know, and other clubs uh, like in the situation I'm in. You know, we we don't have a big, as big a well to choose from. You know, with the likes of Kevin's or you know all the, all the big Dublin teams. So. You know, I've had my kids, or we're under 15s now, I've had them since they're, you know, since they're babies. And it's the same 15 kids that, that I've had. And then you got to take in, you know, when the GAA starts, because rural GAA takes over more so with the parents. And the yeah, it's like a religion, isn't it? <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very hard to balance. You know, in my situation... We had a uh, you know a higher league an A and a B team. I don't like using that term, but that's that's what it is. Um, and then we lost a good few players from the B team. So I had to make a decision: either I let you know nine, ten kids not play football, or I take them on. And you know, obviously they're at a lower level. But it's you know, as a coach, you're there to let the kids grow. And like the last shot says, to, you know, the cream will always rise to the top. My nephew, for example, he's now playing League of Ireland. Um, yeah. And he came from the same club as I'm training everybody else. Cream will always rise. But on the other hand, you know, as a coach and you do all the courses and it is, you know, all kids get equal time and you do it as best as you can. But, you know... But, it, but, but if the kids are not getting equal time, is that a child welfare issue? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You see, what, 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 in my opinion, the, the parents have bigger egos than the kids. The kids want to play football... And when they get to a certain age, like 13s, 14s, 15s... Yeah, but is there... I mean, every child, every parent thinks their child is brilliant, right? And we all know that. But but is there a point where you get to... Where you say to a kid, you know, I don't think this is for you. No, I don't believe in that at all. So, but, but, but by encouraging him to do something else as well. Because you don't want to disappoint him throughout his life. You see, what you have to understand as well is... I get him used to disappointment. They develop at, at different ages. You know, you know. for example, there were three or four kids on my team last... I wouldn't say they couldn't kick a ball, but, you know, last season they were they were terrible. But, you know, when you're playing and you're training with, with kids of a higher standard, you will come on if that's what you want to do. Obviously, you'll never be at their standard, but... 
you know, you can't discourage them uh, when they get. And older, I'm, 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 when you say when you say you can't discourage them, I don't want to discourage children from getting involved in activities. But there are so many different activities that children can do nowadays. You know, outdoor sports or indoor sports or whatever it happens to be. That I would hate to see some kid wasting his time sitting on a bench or only getting 10 minutes a match or whatever because the coach realises he's not great, he's never going to score a goal for the team. Uh, or, you know, or whatever it is. When he might be brilliant at something else. And he'll never get the opportunity to try something else if nobody's going to be honest with him and tell him you're not good at this. Um. I agree and I disagree on that. Um, you know, at a, when they get to a certain age, they can see. Listen, maybe this is not for me. But you know, you've got to you've got to keep with them, and you, they do develop. And it's great to see them coming on. You know, up to fifteen, sixteen, and then all of a sudden they get a growth sport and a muscle sport, and the confidence comes in. And you know, with a lot of kids. It's not just a lack of skill, it's a lack of confidence. Okay, okay, we'll stay there. I want to go to Larry before the break as well. Larry, you're in Ireland's class against radio. How are you doing, Larry? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Now, Larry, you've heard, I've heard, I've heard they're hearing from managers, coaches, everyone, and I'm quite surprised to hear that most are kind of agreeing in principle with Thomas Byrne, Minister for Sport, that every child should get equal time on the pitch under the age of 14. I wouldn't agree with that at all now, now to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't see it as a child welfare issue. I think, I think it's just the state of the world we're in now whereby everyone should get everything and nothing should be hard for anyone. But to me, like, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. You shouldn't be wasting the time for the lads that are good enough. So those who have worked harder or who are naturally, because with sport it's a natural skill, generally speaking, those who are naturally better or developed better in that sport should get more time on the pitch. 100%. And then what about, you know, what the lads are saying, you know, you, you can't break a little kid's heart at 13 year, years of age and say, listen, you're not, much, not? You're not much use yeah. of this, really. Well, why not? Like, why can't you do that? Well, like, he's turning like, up two, is, twice a week for, for training and, you know, he's trying his best. Fair, life is not fair. No, it's not. Like, you're right. They're, they're going to get to an adult and they're going to realise, geez, I'm going to work nine to five. There's always someone going to get paid more than you. Or I'm working as hard as the fella next door, but he has a bigger car than me. Or... Like, that's life. Like, like say it's 14 this year, next year it'll be 15. By the time they get under 18, you can't decipher. Everyone has to get the same amount of time. Like, like at what point do you stop kind of this rubbish pandering to mm. keep everyone happy? There you go, Gavin. Gavin, I think you were even suggesting 16, not 14. But go yeah, at what point are we going to stop pandering just to keep everybody happy? This idea. Okay, well, Larry's not having his point there. So, will the same analogy not apply to skills? So, like, if I'm not the most intelligent lad in the class and someone really, really bright, should they get extra attention over me? Is that what Larry thinks, that I should be just left because I'm not as good as that kid? So, if I'm in school and I'm not as intelligent as someone else and I'm not a straight-A student, should the teacher give the straight-A student more time than me? It's the same analogy. It's not really. You do, no, not really. You do exams in school, so everybody sees the results of exams every I know, year. But on top, the, the, yeah, teacher the teacher doesn't give you an extra 20% you just to make you make it the same as everybody else. But the teacher prepares you for the exams. No, no, what I'm saying to you is every year you do an exam in school, you know, or summers or Christmas or whatever it is, the teacher's not going to go, oh, you know, Jesus, Gavin only got 50%, Larry got 70 I better give Gavin an extra 20% just to make him the same as Larry so he doesn't feel too bad. That's what's, coming, that's what's coming next, really, isn't it? But, but every year like there's a the parent-teacher meeting, like, so that, that, that tells you the teachers are going to walk more with your child, and that's should I go to my daughter's parent-teacher meeting every year, and uh, she's struggling on the teachers to be like, yeah, I'm going to walk extra hard because she's finding economics hard, or she's mm. finding that. Yeah, okay. Like, so every, every kid, no, that's a bad 
attitude. Oh, you're not good enough, good luck. You nobody cares. That no, is, no, 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 the way you're saying it is bad. Nobody would say it like that to a child. Of course, there would be a, there would be a way you would do it. <laughs> you can't hug him and say, "Ah, listen, Johnny." You're not going to walk away, over to Johnny and say, "Are useless? Off you go! Don't bother yeah, coming yeah, again." Yeah, player. We just have no room. No, no. Of course, you would encourage the child and and maybe help the child to look into different sports in the area or different community activities that he might actually be good or she might be good at. But <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is, I kind of agree with Larry. Throughout your life, Gavin. There's disappointments. You know, throughout your life, you will look at other people and say, I'm better than him, but he's earning more money than me. Believe me, I look at people in RTE all the time and think that. So uh, what I'm saying is, oh, throughout your life, there is a situation where you always will think that you can do better or should do better than other people or, or, or you feel that you're not doing as well as other people. That's life. You, and you need to prepare children for those successes and those losses. And well, this is not preparing them. Well, first of all, Noel, you're better than them hosts on RTE, okay? Uh, thanks, and Gavin. Classic Hits <laughs> loves you. You never call out Classic Hits FM like, welcome to Classic Hits FM. Yeah, don't as much as you should. I, it's a I, great I, you see, you're starting to sound like me program director now. I, <laughs> I, I do it for every caller, every caller that comes but, on the air, I, but, I say Classic yeah, Hits. Are, yeah, it's actually, yeah, but, by I'll, the way, get the branding right, will you? It's Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> well, I think you're better than them. And like, you never... I wouldn't tell any child that I couldn't have. I just couldn't do it. Mm. It is a child welfare issue. You could never... That would be the wrong attitude. And I know you say say it in a nice way. Like, tell the parents, ah, would he not go and play, you know, tennis or, you know, or, or darts or, or pool or go and colour. And then the parents... Darts like is not really a sport, is it? Yeah, there it is. But he, <laughs> loves, but he loves football. And then you have to look at him and say, okay, I know he loves football, but he's probably not good enough for my team. So once again, that's bringing in that, oh, want to win at all costs. Because if you make room, there's room for every kid. And that makes the club bigger. It's better for the community. It's better for... Uh, local. Remember, every football club relies on local sponsors, which are small businesses across this country. And they're the ones that pay for the jerseys a lot of the time. And they donate a lot to the club. And that's for the whole community. It's not just for one section of it. So every kid deserves it. That's my opinion. Right, okay. Okay, i got to take a break. Uh, now, I'm looking at some of the, the texts here coming into Ireland's Classic Hits Radio yeah. just, to keep, just to keep Gavin happy there. <laughs> Jesus, me boss doesn't go on like that, Gavin. Anyway, <laughs> David Beckham has uh, a Disney Plus documentary called Save Our Squad about a local team who are getting nowhere. A kid who was shy and quiet was never picked and David discovered that he was the most skilled. The manager said he wasn't picked as he didn't communicate enough with the more outgoing players. In other words, I suppose he wasn't part of the, the gang or the group or... He wasn't the, with the in crowd. Maybe that's what Trina means. And Trina Mara actually sent that into me. Uh, somebody says, uh, uh, managed and coached for years. Uh, gave it up this year. Giving up two nights a week on a Saturday. The hardship of parents whinging and moaning. Some kids are good at football. Some kids are simply not as good. And no money in the world would bring me back. Oh, he got pissed off at it, obviously. He didn't be dealing with it anymore. And I also hear there's a voice message here. Let me just play this one. If I can fit. Hi Neil, just on the football. Yep. You're right. Yeah. This is what's happening. This is why our national football team is struggling for the last 10, 12 years oh. with these Dublin coaches trying to pander to the parents and listen, give everyone a game. <laughs> Can't happen. At 13 and 14, they need to be developed and pushed to their limits yeah. to try get across the water. Yeah. And then that goes on to the national team. Love the show. Can't come on. Dennis yeah. from Cork. Yeah, give it out about these Dublin coaches. Quickly, Gavin, before I go in the break, defend yourself here. <laughs> 
Yeah, listen, you know the, the way it works. All the people down the country, they're always complaining because we have all the resources. <laughs> Up that dub. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh,